Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing a wiggly dive of all the news, discussion, and condensed nerdtalk you need for virtual reality gaming every Friday. I'm Rick McAfee, producer and editor of this podcast. I'm Adam Charlton, a VR game developer who doesn't have coronavirus. <laughs> I'm Jay Brad. He was a virtual sick, reality down. YouTuber uh, who hasn't been tested yet, so. <laughs> Still pending. Still I'm pending. Destiny Wheeler, entrepreneur and VR enthusiast. And for those that are unfamiliar with this podcast, we're all sitting here in VR. We're in a room. We're interacting as if we were really together in a room in real life. So if you want to see this, we record it all. We have cameras everywhere. Check it out on Full Dive Gaming Podcast on YouTube.com. So we run this podcast in three sections. First, a VR gaming news section. Second, we'll be talking about our experiences with some of the new VR games to come out. For third, we'll be running a discussion that changes week to week. And this week, we'll be talking about our favorite VR peripherals. Fancy counterweights, fancy ropes. I don't know, whatever you use. Um, <laughs> ropes is probably not the best example. <laughs> Are you VR? I was trying to remember what the, the overhead thing, pulley system. Uh, pulley system. Actually, when we get there, remind me, I have a good rope story. But I'll wait, I'll see you okay. You're definitely not helping. <laughs> so, <laughs> so last week we covered um, what beyond just gaming and VR excites us for VR. So that's like medical VR and business applications, stuff like that. We we had to get that one out of the way, even though we're a, a VR gaming channel. But um, some interesting stuff came up. Check out last week's podcast to hear all about it. Now, before we hop into the new section for today, we have some Q&A questions, as always. Um, starting off with Jay, you got the first question. So, Rumbo asked, have you ever hooked other people onto VR? Now, I have <laughs> shown, I've let everyone play it. People I'm not even friends with, I've had over since getting VR, just to let people try it. As far as, like, hard sales, like, people who went and bought one after that, I think there's been about five people. Uh, although now that I've been demonstrating the quest more, a lot more people are like, oh man, when can I get, how can I get one of these? Cause like the wire always held people up. So now that I have them try the wireless one, everybody is like, okay, I'm serious now. How do I get one? So that's, that's me. What about, what about you, Adam? You better have a ton of people you've sold this to cause you're trying to make a game for it. <laughs> I've actually hooked three different people on VR. Nice. So close friends of mine that I invited them over, they tried it out, and then they just couldn't get one fast enough because it's just so mind-blowing experience once you try it out. What about you, Destiny? Oh, yeah, for sure. My entire family is, like, on the VR level now. My mother-in-law went out and bought one. She's been using <laughs> oh it for gosh, exercise. Really? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what, what about is, you, Rip? What applications does she use? Oh, uh, you know? so it's funny when y'all were talking about the VR like boxing game. That literally is mm. one of her favorites right now. Yeah, box VR. Oh, cool. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's yeah. pretty great. Yep, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> what about you, Rip? I think I've only success. I have shown this headset to a stupid amount of people, and so far the only one who's like gone and bought one wasn't even someone i showed the headset to it was just <laughs> you're slacking off man <laughs> i know <laughs> i have sh you you wouldn't believe how many people i've thrown into this headset of course that was pre-coronavirus um <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know i don't know what it is um that said there is one person that i'd like to think i uh, in largely influenced their decision in purchasing vr but that was 
um they they never tried my headset so i don't i don't know i don't know <laughs> my success rate hasn't been as great guys short of the podcast itself oh no <laughs> all right well i'll um, take a next question this next question right. comes from nuno who asked little question what was your yeah i'm definitely buying one of these vr headsets moment so for me it wasn't uh, exactly a moment and i know we each talked about our introduction to vr earlier but after a while i just got bored with normal flat 2d gaming and i saw all these different videos of it was actually pavlov in particular and people having so much fun in it and i looked at it and go yeah i really got to try that out so i picked one up Mm -hmm. what about you guys so so but before we move on the, i think <laughs> i did clarify in the q a questions uh category on discord which is where all these questions are posted so if you guys want to post your own questions for us to answer at the beginning of the podcast head on over to discord um great stuff happens there but anyway so this guy was saying specifically like for your headset like at what point did you want to buy your headset um What's this clarification? Because we we have touched before what got us into VR, so this, this that's where the difference is. Okay, so with that headset. clarification, yeah. So with that clarification, I already had an incredibly beefy uh, computer at the time, and I really wanted something that would hook really natively into the Steam ecosystem. And so the HTC Vive seemed like the perfect fit in order to get into that Steam ecosystem that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Great. That was that was the yep. I'm getting the HTC Vive moment. <laughs> yeah, mine was. So I I kind of similar. I like had a gaming PC. I was ready to hop into VR by by the point I rebuilt and got my PC back up to like modern spec. But at that time, it was still sort of if I want a decent VR system, I had to jump for like a Vive or um basically alive yeah because <laughs> <laughs> i tried I'd, I'd already tried the playstation vr um and i wasn't thrilled about it so i returned it or not returned it i sold it um and then i tried the vive and i was like this is sick but out of my out of my budget vive so pro. you need to specify you tried the vive pro not the normal vive go on i just uh, that's what? what you told. That's what you said in a previous podcast. You said it was the Vive Pro that you tried that convinced you. So like, specify Vive Pro. I, I don't remember saying that. I mean, <laughs> this was like a number of years ago, so it was the Vive. Oh. That, that was it. Was like the. Yeah. Well, now the, I'm just disappointed in you. I feel go so on, lied go to. Go on, Rip. <laughs> I have what he has. Yeah, or tried what he has. Um. So when I saw that the Rift S was like, by the time the Rift S had been out for a while, people were saying this is actually like a decent headset. Because I, I didn't want to jump into mixed reality because the reviews were just abysmal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to deal with that again. Saw the Rift S. People were liking it. I gave it a significant amount of time before actually jumping in and was worth it. But that was that was sort of just like hearing the reviews and like getting people affirming like this is a good headset. You can actually jump into VR and get a quality experience now for just $400. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Destiny? So I kind of did everything backwards. Like I didn't <laughs> have the PC and then I got into VR. I got into VR and then that's when I realized <laughs> I need a PC and not just like a crap broken laptop I had, especially when I was trying to like sideload Pavlov and stuff. 
but um mm-hmm. but yes that really yeah like I said made me want to step up step up my game and basically at the time there wasn't a lot of like wireless uh options out there and the quest was just an obvious choice for me mm-hmm. what about you jay makes sense well the problem for me with this question is which vr headset so i'll go with <laughs> my first love which was psvr shut up rip uh <laughs> So when I first saw the Oculus DK2 footage, I think was finally the moment was like, I was like, okay, day one, I'm getting a VR headset. And when I found out the Rift, original Rift and Vive were going to be $800. Plus at the time you needed like a $2,000 PC. And then I heard PlayStation VR was going to be $500. That's when I said, okay, I'm definitely buying that headset. Because in the beginning, the other ones were just prohibitively expensive. It was, it was crazy. I have zero regrets and I still have my PSVR and love it. Rip doesn't get to talk. Next question. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I the think next my one. My experience was a valid experience. I it wasn't was a happy with douchey it. experience. <laughs> it was an elitist <laughs> experience. That was your experience. I tried the Vive, and then I tried the PlayStation. After a bit, I was like, "This just doesn't meet. This is not the original comfortable Vive, enough." I'm shocked by that. The screen door effect on that thing just drove me crazy when I tried it. That that was my biggest turnoff for it. Mm. No, I was more. I was more interested in the the. That's why, I like, the, I I promised myself I won't touch on this. But in regards to the HP thing, the why tracking is so important to me. I just I thought the controllers were terrible, and I thought the tracking was weird and bad because I couldn't move around. I was just thrilled by the fact that in the Vive I got to move around how I wanted. On an earlier discussion topic we'd said what are our favorite parts about vr mine was my answer was that like that full vr experience that like you get in games like half-life alex and such where you get to move around and kind of lose yourself and the playstation just had so many flaws that constantly broke that immersion um that was it's you know what it's a valid opinion (laughs) your opinion is never valid uh who's got the next question destiny i (laughs) think it's yours Yes. So up next, we have one from Rumbo. Uh, he asks, any beginner game recommendations? For now, he says on his list, he has Vader Immortal, Boneworks, and Until You Fall. So I think some of the obvious ones that we've kind of touched on is like Beat Saber, Google Earth, or for the Quest, we have Wonder um, video apps and social apps, things like that. Like mm-hmm. I know Netflix, YouTube, um you know basics and then just like some really like chill apps like i know they have like tilt brush things like that i think are pretty good for beginners no motion sickness right. yeah <laughs> that you get yeah, kind of want... everything exactly you as a beginner vr person you're looking for games that don't have too much locomotion and stick to you want to stick to like teleporting and just kind of get used to the vr itself for a bit before you start trying to develop your vr legs and then from there, like maybe just choose a game that you want to develop your VR legs on in like, I don't know, 15 to 30 minute bursts, depending on your exactly. mileage. And that's why whenever this question comes up, if you are on a Steam headset like the HTC Vive or the Index, you got to try out the lab. The lab is meant to introduce people yeah, to VR. Pretty perfect. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Oh, wait, no. We have how many questions do we have? Jesus. Two more. Quick, two quick. more. Okay, all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll make this quick. Uh, Solid Ramen asks us, um, "Are you guys excited for the sequel to Ready Player One?" Yes, I am. The first book was great. The second book, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's great. Maybe it's not. But I'm excited. Haven't read it. 
I'll read it and then get back to you. You should read it. <laughs> have Anyone not else? have not read it. I don't know really? if this means there's going to be another movie, but uh, who knows? I don't have time to read. I, I want to. I just <laughs> don't. exactly the same. Yeah, I've never read it, and it's not my thing. Yeah, I, I just I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, um, mm. especially when back when commuting was a thing, but it isn't these days. Yeah, um, audiobooks, I can handle that. Like I have um, Audible and stuff. That's cool. Actual reading. Well, that's mm. well, yeah. That's that's <laughs> that, that's how I listen. I listened to Ready Player One. Um, an oh, audiobook really? was great. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. All right, and last Lastly. Jay, you got it. Yep. Rumbo is the one with the questions. Asks, how many headsets have each of you tried and owned? Uh, owned, I think I have owned eight, if you don't count Gear VRs. If you count, <laughs> if you count Gear VRs, I've owned like 13. Tried uh, somewhere in... <laughs> Adam, I saw that. Tried somewhere <laughs> in the range of... I would say less than 15, I think. It's, it's, it's still... I've tried a Pimax 5K is probably the most random one I've tried. But I think it's somewhere in that range. What about Adam? You're... Oh, you're well into vr and software and all that nonsense have you tried a bunch or am i the only weird i've tried dos two that's a two there we that's go a two. <laughs> <I've tried> two. <laughs> Uno. two headsets <laughs> i've only tried this and then the one of the ones is... that i convinced to get into vr bought an index so i tried that out <laughs> and now you're getting one and now i'm getting one because it was that good of an experience nice. <laughs> to be clear this is what <laughs> oh the htc vive there you go cool um destiny same i think i've only tried twice so an htc and then of course the quest mm -hmm. what you own two but yes, you own yeah, two quests quest. right yeah two quests and then the htc <laughs> i've tried it in other random places like a believe arena. You have two quests. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the only way to fly rep what about you <laughs> So I've I've owned the PlayStation VR and the Oculus Rift S, and I've tried um, the Vive and the original Oculus Rift. You haven't gotten to try Quest it. yet, have you? No, I haven't been able oh. to. I yeah, I I, I kind of because I got to try most of this tech when I was still in LA and going to like conventions and stuff. Um, so I got to try a lot of the. Um, PSVR and the original Rift and the original Vive, but um, the Quest came out after I left LA. So, oh, what you gonna do? Once COVID's over, road trip up here. I'll yeah. let you try lots of stuff. <laughs> and I will say, I tried. I don't really count these because none of them. Re I, like I, I've, I haven't heard of them at all since. But I tried a lot of like the early experimental headsets that just never went anywhere. Um, yeah, I don't even remember their names. <laughs> Must not have been nice. important then. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Now we can move on to the news segment. It didn't take too long, you know. Five questions at a about one question per. I don't know. Three, three to three to four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Before you dig too deep into the news segment, let's move this TV. There we go. What you do? <laughs> Adam comes oh, grabbing stuff. For people out there who can't see what's happening, Adam has the index controllers, and it's a little. Sometimes you try to just try and move your fingers, and it thinks, "Hey, he's grabbing something," and he likes to move the room around on us. Yeah, so. I'm going to start using my Vive controllers from now on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. might have there's to. just too many things in here to grab. Mm -hmm. Just for the podcast. Honestly, I really wish someone would make um, the 
something comparable to the touch controllers, but that don't require well that work with lighthouse tracking because these are like nice like if if people wanted to like save money on the valve index or something or the vive i could definitely see a cheaper version of the controllers that are like the oculus touch controllers because these are like really good controllers for what seemed to be a much cheaper um like they they're they're definitely cheaper than like the knuckles the the the, the index knuckles so yeah, just an idea for yeah. hardware developers. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now can we move on to the news segment? You done touching all the TVs in the room? I'm done. <laughs> for now. <laughs> for now, don't don't you jinx it. <laughs> we'll all see. right. So we may now begin the news segment, but first, our partner. So this week's news segment is brought to you in partnership with Asterion. Does your VR headset still live in a cardboard box? Well, we here at Full Dive Gaming believe your headset should rest on a stand worthy of your VR device. And that's why we're really excited to recommend the Aura Universal VR Stand. Compatible with every VR headset, the stand is a minimalist, modern... I said that wrong. The stand is minimalist, <laughs> modern, and it looks great on your desk or in your living room. With clean RGB lighting, you can cycle through a plethora of colors, red, green, purple, and whatever else you want. Um, and also does like a cycling mode. And it has a USB port. So if you want to charge your Quest, or charge your controllers, or charge your phone. I nearly went somewhere that I should. I'm glad I didn't. Um, <laughs> 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 Anyone who knows enough about VR knows where I might have gone. Um, <laughs> this, uh, it's super convenient and it, guys, this thing looks great. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it already and you've been listening to the podcast, check it out. It's, I have yeah. two, I have two and You're that's so how pretty. into these I am. Yes. Right. Totally worth it. <laughs> it's way better than my cardboard box. <laughs> way better. It's a major upgrade. Yeah, it's same. I, I just had my VR stand like living in the original Oculus packaging. Um, <laughs> Apparently oh that's shared by a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. So this thing's pretty worth it, guys. If you want to pick one up, we've got the code full dive, which gives you five dollars off any order, nineteen dollars or over, nineteen ninety nine specifically. That's full dive, no spaces. So with that code, you could get the Aura VR stand for five dollars off, putting it at twenty four ninety nine. Pretty sweet. Good deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Less than I paid. <laughs> All right. And now for the news. Jay, you got the first bit? I so do. So for I I'm so excited about this news piece actually. No Man's Sky got a desolation update. So this week's Hello Games released yet another free update to its 2016 space exploration game, this time introducing massive haunted freighters complete with procedurally generated interiors, deadly alien infestations and valuable treasures to raid. It's all, uh, you know, it's on PC, Xbox, PS4. It's got support for PSVR and CMVR headsets. It expands upon the existing space exploration game with this survival horror missions, basically. Now set aboard these ghostly remains of these derelict fighters. You go all over the galaxy. I, I, I haven't checked it out, but I'm super excited. I want to get back in No Man's Sky right away hearing about this because, like, as far as I got in it, like, combat and, like, haunted stuff, I never really got to that part. And this gets me excited to want to go in there, so... We we gotta we gotta get in together and play some of this game. 
I'll be mm. right there with you. I own No Man's Sky. I've been looking for a reason to get back into it. I'll be right there with you exploring that wide open galaxy. Yeah, did you play it in figures. VR? I didn't. You... I played it in flat. Oh, that was before oh. even I got VR. So it's so different. It's like <laughs> mind blowing in VR, especially right. with a good headset, good GPU. Oh my goodness. We got to do this now. Yeah. Once Desolation drops, we should all play it. Stop the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am I am definitely looking forward to this update, but I'm also kind of sad because I personally had a hard time with No Man's Sky in VR. I I don't certain games I just like don't handle all that well, and No Man's Sky is unfortunately one of them. I get a huge headache whenever I play No Man's Sky in VR, um, and even on a flat screen, I it like it doesn't happen as quickly, but I do slowly get a headache. Um, there's a couple of games that do that, and they're usually like cartoony styled. I don't know what it is. So, hopefully, you guys enjoy it. <laughs> maybe, maybe in sixteen plus weeks, when your index comes in and it has that manual IPD adjuster, you try it again because that could be that could be your oh, issue. It's not. It, it's not. Yeah. It has. It has to do with the um, the more the. I don't know. Um, like the the game that actually gives it to me the most is uh, Borderlands. Oh. Um, with yeah, the it's, it's shading. Yeah, it's not to do with the headset. It has to do with the game itself. Like it, I don't know. I don't. I don't really understand it. Um, because No Man's Sky doesn't have cell shading. No, um, no. <laughs> yeah, it's just like certain games and like color palettes. Just I don't know. It's give, it gives me a hard time. It's probably some undiagnosed thing. All right. Well, unless you have a weak stomach like Rip, we look forward to seeing you in No Man's Sky. <laughs> Weak head. It's not, even, it's not even motion sickness. It's like a head thing. So yeah. you have a weak head. <laughs> Honestly, this sounds so cool, though. Like I might force myself through the headache. Like yes, <laughs> <laughs> just just play it flat until we get on the freighter, and then put your headset on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I could play with you guys while you guys are in VR. So I'll, I can at least give an opinion on the update itself for um, I don't know, like a couple hours of gameplay. Destiny, you're being quiet over there. Do you not give a crap about No Man's Sky? Yeah, yeah, I'm Destiny. gonna sit out on that one. <laughs> what? <laughs> you just have to have. You just have to see it. Even if you don't, even if you aren't into space exploration, just flying a ship, just being in it, it is incredible looking. Just for the experience of it, it is worth it. Even if you're not into that kind of game, I would say at least just play a little bit of it. Okay, I'll check it out. Then. She's like, I, I cannot knife it. anyone. Right. You already lost. Now you can try and knife a ghost or an alien infestation. So you can try. When we go in, you're going with us. Okay, then maybe I'll be on board. (laughs) Exactly. Decision. Destiny nest 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 news piece. Next news piece. Yeah, so Spree Interactive is launching a new multiplayer free roam experience. Mission to Mars is a multiplayer free roam VR experience with a scientific twist. So basically in this game, groups of players are uh, tasked with working together to complete a series of challenges. Um, Basically, it sounds like kind of like a survival game. I don't really know. I'm not too familiar with this one. What about y'all? You're you're going to Mars and you're trying to... uh... Yeah, I think you're, I don't think there's death, but you're trying to like get through it with other people. But I mean, you hit two key things there: multiplayer and free. <laughs> I keep seeing yeah. free roam, but I believe this is actually a free experience. When I was looking into it too, this is going to be just an educational experience, so it's supposed to be free. Oh, okay. If that's so, right, like, the overall price then, is free. 
then we we got to go in together. I mean, all of us and try this. If it's free, there's no excuse not to. Yeah, if it's and, free and co-op, that's kind of unheard of. I don't know a lot of videos or games like that. I am so morally opposed cool. to being educated by video games, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, basically this is supposed to be like a, um, they call it a 15-minute educational adventure combining in, sorry, my font's so small, in interplanetary, interplanetary. Ad- yeah adventure with science so it's kind of like a weird mix of things mm-hmm. who put all these news pieces in oh our our the assistant the our intern associ- did it. Our, our associate producer did and he didn't put the sources so i can't find <laughs> the gosh darn <laughs> news piece freaking interns that you hire i Beth. hope he's he's l- <laughs> <laughs> random saying okay i found i found a piece on it is there no I'm trying to find like screenshots or anything, but there's Yeah, yeah. There's not Spray Interactive launches. They don't want you to get educated before you actually get in. I guess you know, that's they don't want why. you to know anything. You're gonna go into this <laughs> blind and you're gonna be so excited. Oh here we go. Here we go. I all right, I found a trailer. Okay, this looks cool. Awesome. Looking forward to it. I was I got on here an hour early guys so that i could check out make sure i'm caught up on all the news pieces we got <laughs> and then i had like driver updates for, for <laughs> yeah. and it was such a pain Same. so now i'm sort of catching up as we go vr we love it but it still has its hang-ups oh yeah updates that's true this does look really cool it's kind of the the question is how will it be kind of like experiency or will it be gamey? Um yeah, and based off of just being fifteen minutes, it seems definitely on the experience side side of things. Oh yeah. But a multiplayer but hey, experience. Free, yeah, I wanna I wanna see what that means. <laughs> right. I think that's just saying that this is a free so so from what I'm telling you, think of it just like most of the VR experiences right now, it's just like a free thing. And they, therefore, the multiplayer is free. Um, it's crazy yeah. that it's multiplayer, though, because I can't think of one experience in my head that's multiplayer. Like, well, every, I, like especially it, when it's it, it, it might be comparable app. to um, the Star Trek thing. I forget what it's called. The game? No, the, the Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, the game. Bridge the, Crew. Bridge Crew. Star Trek Bridge Crew. It'd be like that. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. But free. <laughs> but free. <laughs> we like free. We do like free. <laughs> All right. Adam, you got the next piece? I sure do. So Ubisoft has just announced a new VR escape room for their popular Prince of Persia series. The game hasn't quite been released yet, but it does seem to offer tons of interesting features and puzzles for you and your friends. Yes, it is multiplayer to experience. You can walk around physical environments. You get time control superpowers. However, to be clear, this is an on-location multiplayer Uh, escape room experience. uh, You won't be able to play this on your home headset. You have to actually go to the location to play it. But that does allow them to do a lot more with the actual physical location that you're moving to. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, but what do you guys think about the sort of on-location VR experiences? Uh, 
I love the idea of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame Greg's not here. Yeah, he was super into escape rooms. My my qualm is I love the idea of it, but especially in these times we can't really travel. It's like, right. hey, let me dangle this in front of you and never let you do anything with it. Like, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. What a tease. Uh, yeah. And for those that aren't familiar, Ubisoft does a lot of these things. I've mentioned this before on the Oculus Go news piece that was a couple podcasts ago. Um, uh, uh, Ubisoft has a lot of these VR experiences that you have that like are events that you go to in person. And now it should just be over the internet. Gosh darn it! <laughs> right. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense that they're not like coronavirus is pretty clearly not going to be going away super soon. Um. Do we know where this is going to be taking place? They have tons of lo- physical locations. A lot of the ones that I saw were in Europe. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because Ubisoft is, mo- like, its popular locations aren't in the U.S. Um, so, that makes sense. I don't get a passport for, like, six months. So, definitely <laughs> can't check that out anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> Yeah. Well, who wants to take Europe... one for the team and go to Europe, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know. <laughs> uh, All right. Someday. Someday. Some... All right, Jay. What do you got for us next? PSVR fans, get excited! Inner Space's Mask Maker looks gorgeous in its first official trailer, which has dropped. This is confirmed for PSVR. Announced last month, Mask Maker is published by MWM Interactive. And I'll be honest, I, I don't know who that is or what else they've developed. I didn't recognize the name at all. But it's due for release next spring. So they're building some excitement around this. This is a ways out. In the game, you meet Prospero, an artist that makes magical masks. He tasks you with solving the mystery behind his creations, sending you on an adventure across eight new environments. Now, I, I got to be honest, I I want to I want to get excited. I feel like, oh, this this kind of sounds cool. But like the way they, they talk about it, it kind of sounds like like this might be another one of those games that's kind of short, <laughs> like mm. eight, eight environments, unless these are sprawling environments. That doesn't sound that crazy to me, but I don't know. It kind of gets some like Majora's Mask kind of vibe from it. So I don't I don't know what was what is, what is what is everyone else feeling? What do you think? If it How said eight worlds, I would be a lot more excited. <laughs> eight worlds yeah. instead of eight environments, yeah. Environments like, hey, we'll take you to, you know, the bedroom and then the kitchen. <laughs> Two different environments, right? <laughs> oh, gosh. I hope it's not well, that bad. I'm being more optimistic. So this game is from the people who made A Fisherman's Tale, and that was a pretty well-liked VR game. True. Which yeah. gives me some hope. You know, this is their second game. They've had their, they've had a successful VR release, so th- they know what they're doing. Um. And based off the trailer, which I am letting play below me, um, <laughs> this thing looks pretty good. The lighting looks good. The game looks pretty fantastic, to be honest. Um, there's a little, if if you guys, I don't know how quick you guys can pull up stuff. But uh, in the trailer at 21 seconds, you can see sort of a little section of this. These, these environments look, for a puzzle game, relatively expansive. Um, I could definitely see you getting, it depends on the price point, but this yeah. looks like it might be, if if this is good and it's not too high of a price, this is probably worth it in terms of like bang for buck. The, the problem that I have with these games sometimes is that with puzzle games like this, it very much feels like a one and done type experience okay. as opposed to something like Pavlov or Beat Saber where you can play it for 
hundreds of hours if you wanted to. There's just infinite depth, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the the one and done ones though do tend to be very unique, very good experiences. So they already do have a successful one under the belt. I'm excited to see what they do with it. Mm-hmm. I think it's like Rip said, it depends on the price. Like the ones where you don't yes. get a lot of replayability, then you know they sh- kind of should have a lower price tag at least to make you want to get it. But um, right. but then again, like that other game, it did win a lot of awards, and it does have like really good graphics. So I mean, if it's anything like that, then you know it might be worth checking out. Absolutely. It's kind of price and it's also quality. Because I mean, there's been some experiences like they weren't as cheap as they seem like they should have been. But if you blow my mind, if you take me on a journey and I always look back at it, even if I can't play it again or care about it, it's it's still going to be good enough no matter what price I paid. But if I come through, I'm like, oh, that was kind of cool. And I feel like I spent too much. Then I'm going to be annoyed. And then I'm not going <laughs> to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I think about like uh, Robinson the Journey. That was one that was like really hyped back in the day. And I paid 60 bucks on launch day to get it. Oh, wow. The dinosaurs were beautiful, but oh my gosh, it was a walking simulator for $60. That was that was painful. <laughs> that was okay. not okay. I don't care how good it looked. <laughs> this definitely <laughs> looks pretty early in development because uh, reflecting back on this footage, it actually looks like they kind of hide where these shots are taken, but I'm now realizing these all are actually in the same location oh. from different sort of angles <laughs> in the trailer. <laughs> so... You said eight environments? Yep. So that must be just one environment they showed. One environment finished. They say it's available spring 2021 is our current date. So they've got some time, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> but quite a ways. I mean, that's, that's still, you know, the, the thing about like puzzle, a good puzzle game is like it, it should be, you know, pretty good attention to detail um, for each environment. So that's that's coming up pretty quick, spring 2021. That's that's a year of development um, for content and then bug fixing, um, which is doable. So we'll see. We will see. All right, moving on. New HP stump of five. Looks like I'm on it. So. The Walking Dead onslaught will crawl its way. Oh my God! Did you? Did, is this just stolen from the headline? <laughs> All right, I'm not going to say this title because uh, I might be verbatim like a source here. That, and in fact, you know what? Okay, before I get any farther, producer, this is why we put sources. You've got to get some new interns, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> it is a. Okay, good thing I looked that up. I was very close to walking over a copyright line there. Okay, so <laughs> so this this article is um, from Upload VR. Um, so when I say this, it will be from that. So this is this is this is uh, what they had to say. Um, so is the appetite for games based on The Walking Dead so big that fans will support a second virtual reality game based on the long-running television television series? Oh, <laughs> the question mark like didn't render for me based off like the angle I was at. So I was expecting the sentence to keep going, and then suddenly like it just shows the question mark. Like, oh wait, <laughs> oh no, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, so, um, Servios and AMC will find out soon as they prepare the Walking Dead onslaught for release. It's a visceral survival shooter where you have to deal with dozens of walkers coming after you in virtual reality. The game is set to debut. Damn it, no, I've like totally lost that. Debut. I'll just <laughs> debut. Okay, yeah. Um, sometime this year on PlayStation VR, Oculus Rift, and Steam VR. All the good places. Yay. No exclusives. More of this, please. Um yeah. and it's coming out not long after Skydance's The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners debut in January on VR platforms. What does that mean? Like the original game? It's just kind of saying we're getting two Walking Dead games in a year, I think is kind of what they're hinting at there mm, in the gotcha. whole, like, is there room for this? Do people still care? Well, from everything I've heard, this one's going to be more of an arcade type shooter. Zombies come in a lot of forms, so I think people will still go for this. But I don't, I don't think this is going to be the AAA type intense game that we had with the Saints and Sinners. This is going to be more of a fun and gun from what I've seen. Right. Which I think there's room for that still. I I think there's plenty of room for that. Players will fight as Rick, Daryl, Michonne, and Carol in The Walking Dead. I'm assuming those are... Well, I know who Rick and Daryl are. I don't know the other two. What? Oh I, I like watched like part of season one and then just kind of dropped it forever ago. Do you um, not care about zombies? What's going on here? <laughs> so many is things like, tonight. Zombies like... in gaming is like a huge part of gaming. That's so many, so many almost games. why there is a lack of interest. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty. Goodness. It's uh, oh, zombie games have such a built-up stigma because there's so many of them. It takes it takes a good zombie game to get me interested. I enjoyed um, I enjoyed uh, what's it called? It's Same not a VR is. game. Oh. Not not a VR game. Um, Dead by Daylight? No, not Dead by Daylight. Uh, Dead Rising it's it was the one that um is like parkour plus zombies oh dead. Did you say parkour yeah yeah it's yeah. something daylight i now right? i've lost yeah. it you, we went down the rabbit hole there <laughs> something about daylight but yeah i know what you're talking about first person <laughs> yeah first right right yeah i cannot remember its name now wait does that mean you had to you didn't play saints and sinners is that is that mm-mm What? <laughs> Run? No. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. We need to make a list I've, of like mandatory I, to play a game. I know. I know. Well, I've I've been I've been that's one of those like mainstream ones that came out and I had a different game that I ended up playing that time because I'm usually not into zombie games. But it ended up being this like super successful game so every week I'm like this week I'll get it. <laughs> this week I'll get it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm doing myself a disservice. I am very aware of that. (laughs) Adam, but this looks cool. Redeem us here. What? What are you? What are you? What are your thoughts? Seems interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't don't have a whole lot of opinions. I actually don't play a whole lot of zombie games either. I didn't play the Saints and Sinners, except for Pavlov. Pavlov. I do have Pavlov, and they do have some zombies, but. Haven't really played a whole lot of those either, actually. So, yeah, zombies in VR. I'm still looking for for a good game to 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 try it out on. So this looks to be kind of more of it seems to be more focused on the characters 
from what I'm reading here. This is all upload VR is like my my reference at this point. So it's this more is of all... a storytelling game than an yeah. action game. Right. That's I mean, there's definitely a focus on the characters here, which is cool if you're into the show. Right. Um I don't know how much it's going to relate to the show specifically. Graphics based off just some early screenshots we've got look good. I mean the I mean Saints and Sinners looked good. So we're expecting a game that looks good. And for those that aren't familiar, part of why this is so exciting if you aren't familiar with Saints and Sinners is in especially this past year we've been seeing a lot of uh bigger VR titles to come out that are like have a exceptional amount of content and quality where they really make you feel like this isn't a n- another VR test demo this is a full release game and that was what Saints and Sinners was so anything that comes out from these guys at this point it, we're expecting not only that quality but we're excited to have another fully fledged VR game that has that that makes you glad you bought an expensive VR headset <laughs> all right moving on so i guess that's that's it for the news piece how are we doing time wise oh wow we are doing so great yeah <laughs> we're really <laughs> moving <laughs> yeah we're only at 44 minutes man record time all right let's see how long the the game section takes so oh destiny okay okay i'm not gonna spoil it um <laughs> so before we happen to the news section we would first like to tell you, uh, oh God, VR chat's doing weird things all Before the time. we jump into the game <laughs> section, we're about to talk about the games we've been playing. Yeah, what did I say? For that news. Okay, VR chat's happy now. That was weird. It started like, I hope I hope OBS didn't catch that because it was like the whole world started going. This is the danger of filming a podcast inside of VR, not any specific program, but just VR. Right. Yeah, there's one program's recording another program. Yeah, it's 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 a mix of things. All right. As I was saying, hold up. Gotta gotta find uh, what was I saying? As I was, yeah. <laughs> so this week's news. Uh, that's my problem. I copy pasted the previous part and I didn't put games. This oh. week, games section. That's my problem. Okay. So this week's game segment is brought to you in partnership with Asterion. So for those that aren't familiar, Asterion has the aura vr it's a universal vr stand that looks super cool this thing's way better than whatever cardboard box you've currently got your vr headset on and we all know that's where your headset is right now <laughs> don't play <laughs> this thing it looks cool it'll look good in your living room it'll look good on your crazy rgb lighting setup at your desk it's modern it's minimalist it's sleek and we cannot recommend this thing enough like yes we got these things sent to us and they there is that factor in them but honestly now that i have one if someone were to like come into my home rob me of this stand and <laughs> leave with it i'd buy another one <laughs> because it's yeah, super sure. cool um and really easy to use like a lot of the vr headsets kind of like have you like i don't know they're bulky and then you have to like put the headset on in a precise way and then it's happy Nah, this thing is just like hanging on you're done um super fast super easy and it doesn't take up that much space 
in terms of like what the base has. And it's got a USB port. So if you want to charge your controllers or your Quest headset or whatever you want to charge, your phone, it's, it can do that too. All right. Oh, and if you want to get one of these headsets, uh, use the code full def. Important part there. You know, we, we, we got to make sure we, we get that. That those sweet sweet affiliate codes. So full dive. <laughs> <laughs> so type in uh, go to asterian.com or no sorry asterianproducts.com. Type in the co- coupon full dive and you will get five dollars off of any order nineteen ninety nine or more. Again, that's full dive, no spaces. So that would bring your Aura VR uh, headset down to uh, twenty four ninety nine, which we think is a bargain. Yeah, it definitely is. All right. I'm so looking forward to hearing what you two think of Five Nights at Freddy's, but we're going to stick to the podcast script. All right. (laughs) Starting first. So last week I played, um, I got to play a bit of Pistol Whip before the podcast. Um, Now Adam has played it. I've put significantly more hours in because it's so fun. It is but, a lot of fun. <laughs> right. All right. But it, Adam, I, I want to hear what you thought of it before I gush about it again. Of course. So before <laughs> I go too deep into it, though, I got to say my expectations were so low going into the game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look up any sort of videos and I barely knew anything about the game. And I always and I kind of expected it just to be a cheap knockoff of Beat Saber, but with a gun. Right. And so my expectations were rock bottom coming into it. And I got in the game and it is less Beat Saber with a gun and more Matrix, but with music. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It feels so incredible. I didn't realize how much fun I was having until I had to duck underneath some pillar and there was an entire like array of people shooting at me. And I'm like bending over backwards, (laughs) Neo style from the Matrix, (laughs) shooting at all these guys. It was it truly has been one of the coolest vr experiences i've had to date it is just so oh, good wow. <laughs> that that's what i was saying it it instantly became my top three vr games i don't know where in that pecking order but it's it's in there like it it just slot itself like not even two minutes into the game like you boot yes. up the game and there's sick music and you just like you have a gun in your hand there's sick music and you're like this is gonna be good <laughs> you know already <laughs> and then you start playing and it's just oh it it, it really to me it, it was uh, obviously the matrix in terms of like this slow motion thing but it felt to me like john wick the video game yes 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 <laughs> in vr to music they even have um, in in an update that came out recently. They added the Baba Yaga, which is the gun set mm-hmm. that John Wick uses. Some pretty cool guns. There's, I was surprised. Did you see the customization options for the pistols? I did. Yeah, I tried out yeah. a couple of different options. I finally settled on some Desert Eagles. So nice. <laughs> yeah, wrong with that, right? But no, it is an absolutely incredible game. I really got to say, if you're creating one of these. If you're looking at these rhythm games, you have a pretty high bar to meet with Beat Saber. That's just become such a VR classic. That, right. And so I was really worried about this game. But after seeing it in action, it more than meets the bar to to be played frequently. I'm, I'm going to be playing this thing all the time. <laughs> yeah. 
Hopefully these glowing reviews get Jay and Destiny here to finally... Jay here wouldn't pick up the game because he's <laughs> waiting for it on PlayStation VR. That, that was not exactly what I said. That is exactly what he said. <laughs> I said he's I like thinking about unless... buying a PlayStation VR, and so I didn't think I should buy it twice. That's what I said. I'm not convinced either way yet, which way I'm going to buy it, though. This was this is one where I'm totally at the opposite of you here. I saw the videos when this thing came out. I saw how amazing it looked, but I just it was like a week late and I felt like I just missed the boat. And so I've just been right. sitting here sad and alone and didn't buy it yet because I just <laughs> feel like I missed I've missed the moment. And now I just feel terrible about myself. Uh, the, I, I actually am not positive. I've, it's coming out on PSVR next week for all of you who are hearing this. That's amazing. It's going to be awesome. I still may get it on PC only because I can actually shoot it in mixed reality that way. Because if any of you know PSVR and mixed reality, if you've ever tried to do it, it is an almost impossible feat to make it happen. Uh, on PC, in terms you can of do like it. streaming and recording. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I have done it, but it is it is almost impossible. I'm uh, super curious what Destiny would think of Pistol Whip. <laughs> I know. That, Jay, it's, I'm kind of like on board with you. Like, I've just, I don't know. I just haven't picked it up. It's one of those games where it had so much hype that, I don't know. I, I think for me, it was really hard to see the difference between that and Beat Saber. It did seem kind of like the same. But I see what you're saying when... It's a little bit more matrixy. Like there definitely seems to be a little bit more like movement versus just like Beat Saber standing in place. So, and with the music, maybe I can check it out. <laughs> Get on board. One thing, <laughs> one thing I would caution you, and you guys should probably speak to this, but it's you're along for the ride with the motion. You don't control the motion, right? So, that like, correct. that could mess with motion sick people. Like, it takes it, you um, through it. You you're not necessarily so? moving. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You are definitely propelled through the level. It's, it very much feels like an on the rails experience. So, you just move forward through the level, and all you do is aim and shoot and a little bit of side to side dodging. Is um, it like a pretty like steady movement, though? Like, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's completely it steady. But people that do suffer from pretty bad motion sickness may have a problem with this game because you so don't control case, the movement. Yeah, you know, which I don't think is anyone here though. It'd probably be a good introduction, actually, for people that like this is like your first set of we we, we touched at the beginning of the podcast. Good for beginner games in terms of getting used to locomotion. This might be a good introduction. Yeah, kind of um, like baby stepping. Yeah. I am so used to VR at this point that I am wouldn't I'm not a good judge of whether or not it really triggers motion sickness. It didn't seem like it would to me. I mean, yes, it is moving you quote without your permission, like you're you're not pressing a stick or doing anything in real life that makes you go forward, you just do, but it's at a very slow, very steady pace and it it isn't doing anything that your body is like gonna be like whoa because that's usually what it is it is it's unexpected motions that's typically what causes that motion sickness and there's nothing on like there's nothing that's going to be out of the blue for you here um so i i don't think it's going it's that bad for motion sickness it's obviously not as good as just like super hot where you literally just stand where you want to stand there's no locomotion at all um but i don't think it's that bad yeah, I'm looking forward to you guys playing this game. Yeah, what do you got for us for Five Nights at Freddy's? Yes. Oh, okay. So I have to say real quick, though, I didn't realize you were getting it, too. 
Oh, yeah. Well, when I, I saw it on the, the list, I was one. like, I'm just going to jump in. I already owned it. I was just like, when I saw you were doing it this week, I was like, okay, I'm going to make time to play this so that we can actually talk both of us about it. But I, I definitely want to hear your thoughts first. Well, do you have it on the Quest, though? or do you? Have no, it I got it on PSVR from forever ago. Okay, well, so then for me, like, it was my first experience, experience with any of the Five Nights at Freddy, like, franchise. And so um, I think for somebody who hasn't even, like, played anything else from the game, it was still so much fun. It was so worth it. And it did have that kind of, like, that cheesy uh, jump scare thing. But it was actually, like, really fun. I loved the anticipation. And... Uh, like, I think one of the games I played, you were in basically like a little office and you have to like check the different cameras and then see if there's the little, whatever they're called, animatronics, like if they've moved or not. And then you have these two open doors next to you. And basically you kind of run out of time. Like you have a certain amount of time where you can use, like where you shut the door or turn the lights on. And then the entire time in like your peripherals, you can see like these little animatronic feet start to like sneak up on you and your heart starts racing. Okay. Like it's so much fun. I loved it. It was, to yeah. me, it was definitely worth the price tag. I think it's what 29, which is pretty typical for some of the high end quest games. And mm -hmm. it was, it was great. And as far as motion sickness, there is none. Like it's, it's definitely a very, well, it doesn't move you, right? game. no, yeah. Like not at all. The entire time you're just, you're centered. Mm -hmm. so, so jay it's hard for anyone out there it's hard to imagine that anyone would not know what five nights at freddy's is but just in case it's a it's it was actually a really simple computer game when it first came out it's like basically you're sitting in a monitor and you click on different cameras that are tied to these hallways around you have to watch these hallways to see when these animatronics are coming to try to kill you basically you had to block them off with a door or a light just like she's saying so if you haven't heard of it that's really the simplest premise five nights at freddy's in vr uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted. It's actually a collection of all the Five Nights at Freddy's games plus bonus oh. content. So when you're buying wow. it, you're not just buying the first game. That's probably all either of us played because they do take time to beat. But you're getting all the games. So you're actually, for $29.99, you're getting quite a bargain. And it's in VR, which is like the perfect medium to play it. Like when you're playing it on a computer, I, I haven't played it. I only watch people play it on YouTube. But like when I've seen them play it on computer, I could never really get a good grip for like, how do they know where that camera is? Or how do they know which hallway this is in? It was like, it seemed a little weird, like, okay, you're trying to, like, imagine this map. When you're in VR, you can see the hallways next to you, and it's easy to see, okay, this is exactly where these, these animatronics are coming from and how I need to prepare for when they're coming at me. Uh, I played it on PlayStation VR. They actually streamed it, and I screamed a lot, and it was it was awful. Uh, I I play horror games. I, I enjoy the punishment, I guess. I don't love horror. I don't love getting scared or getting jump scared, but I play them because apparently... I just love the punishment. I don't know what it is. I played it on PSVR and I've got to say, so I'm interested to hear how, what you played with your headphones. I played it on PSVR. And for those of you who don't know, Sony developed a binaural audio system for the PSVR. I think it's one of its greatest feats of accomplishments. And so when these things were walking down the hallway toward me, I could actually tell when their footsteps were getting closer and I would wait to save some of my power. Cause that's your only resource you have to close the door until I knew they were like right by the door. <laughs> and I would, I was thinking, oh my oh. gosh, I'm so glad I didn't play this on my Rift because for the Rift S, it's a, it's got a lot of good things about it, but its directional audio is not amazing. You can tell if things are on your left or your right. You can't really tell me, oh, I hear something at my two o'clock and it's twenty yards out. Right. Where, Usually, you need like a mod for that. Yeah. 
And so I was really glad to be playing there because I even played one level. I was like, okay, guys, I'm just not even going to use the cameras anymore. I'm just going to sit and listen. And I actually got further doing it that way in that level than I had any time before by just <laughs> listening for them coming. And I was able to shut the doors just before they got there by hearing. So did you play, you cool. played on the quest? Did you play with your Astro headphones on? I didn't. Um, it was actually kind of hindsight. I was thinking about that, that it would have been even more fun using my headphones. So next time I'll definitely give that a try. But um, but yeah, even without headphones, I still feel like kind of like with what you're saying as far as the footsteps, I feel like I could still hear the direction. And it was insane. Like you could almost feel just like the hairs on the back of your neck, like stand up, like you're like, oh my God, they're getting closer. And Oh, I love it. Like, I wish it was multiplayer. That's my only, like, issue with it. I know none of the other ones are, but it would be so much fun to play it with somebody else. And I don't know. I really just love, like, the overall, like, vibe, that old school, like, Chuck E. Cheese, kind of, like, scary animatronic thing. But, um, yeah, I loved it. It was totally worth it, especially, specifically, that level. I tried a couple of the other ones, and, again, since I'm not familiar with the other ones, I don't know if it was just because I jumped right in, which I usually normally do. I don't know if there was more of like a tutorial or like a breakdown of what to do, but some of the other levels, I did have a little bit more trouble with them. Like there's one where you're supposed to use like a flashlight or whatever. I don't really know how you do that one. So every time I kept losing, it was only the, the level you're talking about, I won and you get like a candy bar. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know how to do the other ones. But even it's like, even if you don't know what's going on, it was still so much fun. Like, I loved it. Mm -hmm. How would you say, one, one of the biggest issues I've always had with Friday Five Nights at Freddy's is I, I feel like once I play it, like just for one or two rounds, I'm kind of like, okay, I, I get the game now. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done with this. Like, it had a super quick burnout time for me. Uh, obviously you love horror way more than i do so your mileage i'm expecting to be longer so this is a more for jay as someone who isn't as into horror how was if not the replayability at least the longevity of the, the longevity it well it gets to a point where you either get it and you're like getting through levels or it starts to get a little frustrating because you feel like I, I can't tell how I'm going to do anything different and get better at this. So I kind of got to, I got to the fourth night and it was kind of getting to that point. It took me so many attempts to beat the fourth night because it was like, okay, I don't realize if there's something more I should be doing differently. I don't know why I keep like either I'm running out of power. Or it's like, I'm almost there. And so at that point, it's kind of like, I was, I was glad to be done with the fourth level. Cause I was like, okay, I'm kind of ready to try one of the other games. I don't see going back and playing it again. I mean, the jump scares get predictable. It gets the same, mm -hmm. but it's enough content with all the games that I think you would still feel like your purchase was worth it, but I doubt you'd really come back to much of it again, except for there is, there's some other bonus levels I didn't play. People were telling me, oh, those are way scarier. Try those. And I was like, oh, please no. So, <laughs> so I think the extra content, yes. the DLC they've added, I think it's going to extend the mileage, but I don't think once you get through each like mode, I don't really see you going back and playing it again and again. Mm -hmm. All right. Same question now for for uh, you, Destiny. Do, do you think you'll be playing more of this game? Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, like I said, even keeping that in mind that it is frustrating if you don't really know. But I don't know. It was still so much fun. Like it was very different than any of the other scary games where I don't know how to explain it, but it's like in other typical scary games, you're a little bit more on edge in a not so like fun kind of funny laughter way but with this game it's it's funny it's funny scary 
And so it's funny uh, to you. It's funny to you. Like I was getting a kick out of it. So it's the kind of game that I could even play late at night and it's not gonna bother me at all. So yeah, I'll mm-hmm. definitely be playing a lot more of it for sure. Right. I am looking forward to playing the forest with you. Um, because I when I do like horror, it is more of that like less of the jump scare and more of the sort of atmospheric mm-hmm. horror, like that unsettling like I like to take uh, probably reckless walks at like the middle of the night, sort of a deal. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> that, that sort of like feeling of like being on edge, not like out in the city, more of like a, like in the woods or something. Like I enjoy, mm-hmm. I enjoy being forest. out in the woods. Like you don't <laughs> or a forest. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to, I, I've definitely scheduled some later night hikes so that like the first half is during the day and the second half is kind of like once it gets late, um it's just it's just fun <laughs> in yeah, a yeah. mildly reckless way so i want to try that but i do worry that i just i don't really have that urge to pick up five nights at freddy's because it's it, is it just mostly jump scares is it i mean obviously yeah. there's the atmosphere of it being dark but it's, it's mostly yeah, jump it, scares to me it was it's totally night and day from like the forest like the forest mm-hmm. is totally like what you're saying um like if you're more just into like the ambience and stuff of like a horror game versus five nets at freddy's i definitely think is majority jump scares it's cheap jump scares but they do them in a fun way it's funny exactly they're like funny haha like (laughs) (laughs) not like scary gonna give me nightmares kind of way maybe maybe some people maybe some people i don't know but the kids who have played it have been scarred, I'm sure. Right. So. And I know. Sure and you're the kind of person that would giggle at a, at a you know, at a mug. An animatronic. So. <laughs> Adam's like, no, don't, don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, we will wrap up the game section and hop into the discussion section. So this is the, 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 the. this is the, dis- this is the section where we, um sometimes we come up with the the topic ourselves sometimes we use the discord this this week it was uh, something we wanted to talk about that hasn't really been asked yet um at least on our discord channels so today's discussion topic what are your most wanted peripherals wait is that what it's supposed to be i thought it was what's your favorite peripherals? well it was originally what's your favorite but some people some people (laughs) had not really used any peripherals so what's your favorite Uh what's something you really want what's something you want to try i I think any of that can be encompassed in this question but we said what's your favorite and then they say i've never used any well f (laughs) okay okay that makes more sense um let's let's start with um you know i'm gonna go first because i'm sure jay has a lot to say (laughs) and then destiny might have very little to say or a lot we'll we'll find out um (laughs) <laughs> she's she's probably got the least amount of peripherals of us though i don't know if oh, adam has any far. either um really? well, well we'll we'll find out in a moment so i'll go first though um i've got i've got a, a i mean jay's gonna have like way more than i have but i've got a number that i'm happy with um i've got a vr stock i've got the oh what's it um what's the popular brand of they they, they make the pulley system that we like um, kiwi kiwi i have the kiwi um 
like knuckle straps for Oculus touch controllers. Really like those. And I have the Kiwi pulley system. Now of those, I'd probably say my favorite would have to go between either the pulley system or the gun stock. Uh, the knuckle straps are also amazing and I'd recommend them, but the pulley system is just like, I, I want to, I set it up everywhere I go, wherever I bring the VR headset, even if like I need to attach them to other things in the room or something. They're just, it's so nice to not have to worry about the cord. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would, in terms of like first purchases to make, like you bought your VR headset it happens to have be a corded headset. What's the first thing you buy? I would say a pulley system. It's just so nice. Um, that said, if you're into if you're buying these games because you're like really into Pavlov or Onward or Contractors, I personally find the Gunstock completely invaluable. Like you, I I do not like playing those games without the Gunstock anymore because it's so nice to have that that those three points of contact the feeling of having something there really adds to both the immersion and the the just quality of life so if that if those are the types of games you're playing then that's sort of and i guess that applies to more than just that because then you've got like Flight Sims, for example, you could argue that a good the peripheral for Flight Sims is the Hotas, yeah, the Hotas, which is like the the flight sticks for those that aren't familiar. And in that case, obviously, the wire hardly even matters. You don't need a pulley system if you're just doing Flight Sims. You're just sitting down. It doesn't matter if there's a cord coming off your back. In that case, the Hotas is what's most important. And that's I think going to be the case with a lot of these VR games. Is some of them are a little more focused, so. The best peripherals for you might depend on the kind of games you're playing. Sorry, I, I rambled a lot on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, All right, Adam. but I can take it up next. Yeah, so yeah. I do have a flight stick that I use for a lot of the flight simulator games, which is a nice peripheral for VR. But the one that I want the most is I want some kind of peripheral for when I'm exercising and it just gets really hot. I want like a little mister that it attaches right on my headset and just cools me down while i'm working out playing box vr right <laughs> yes or maybe like you know those little silica packets that they like put in food to take out of the moisture mm-hmm. i just want one of those in my headset <laughs> right but it works that would like be instantly well that <laughs> but it works instantly as right. opposed to over like hours yeah so if you can make <laughs> me a peripheral that will like attach to my mm-hmm. headset and just spray me down while i'm working out that's what i want <laughs> just take some uh bags of small bags of rice and yeah. attach them fill a stocking cap with rice and just put that on your head before you play it'll just <laughs> soak it all in while you're playing and then when you're done you have rice to eat it's perfect yeah. <laughs> oh my oh, god the most gross rice ever oh Sweaty that was rice. not an image i wanted <laughs> serve it to your worst enemy well <laughs> so that's so that's your like top one that's that's what you want. Now, there's there's some things kind of like that. There's little fans and stuff. So right. I, don't, I don't know if you want to go down that road and try it, but there's little fans that can make a big difference. Might try out one of those. All right. Just, well, what about yourself, Jay? You have plenty uh, of headsets and plenty well, of peripherals, Adam, I'm sure. You should just buy you should just buy like an industrial fan and just stick it in the corner of your room and just <laughs> crank that thing. Right, one of those like, massive ones. 
I use box fans for that, and actually, it really helps with motion sickness. So if you are someone who suffers right. from motion sickness, a fan on the face makes a huge difference. Well, I was thinking when we said peripherals, uh, kind of some of the stuff you listed, Rip, I would say are more like accessories, uh, like the the grips and the the cable management. So like, I think those there's tons. I have tons of those kinds of things, and they are super valuable. Most of them have their place. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay out of that territory because it's too much. As far as peripherals, my top thing that's always like the top accessory if people ask me what is the next biggest step for immersion i have a sub pack i actually have two. Oh. so for those of you who don't know what that is it's basically like a wearable subwoofer it's got a set of transducers that you can put it on your chest you can wear it on your back and when the in-game sound or the in-game music gets louder and tense it's going to start firing that sound directly into your body it has it they say it has some sort of bone conduction even through it. It's it's hard to describe the sensation just like VR without having it on. But I will tell you, when I put this thing on my chest for the first time and I went back and played a shooter called Farpoint, all of a sudden the game completely changed for me. It's a game that's it's kind of got some little creepy elements, but not really. It's mostly just a, a shooter in space. But all of a sudden when this thing was pumping into my body and I was feeling actual feeling, this sense of slight terror came over me because my my brain quit realizing that like, hey, this is still just a game and I can't get hurt. Because all of a sudden, my sensory perceptions of feeling were being utilized so hard and heavy that my body and my brain started thinking, okay, you could actually get hurt in this situation. And it was like the most immersed I've ever been in a game. So like, and now... Now this is going further. There's haptic vests you can get that some developers actually program in directional. So if you're playing Pavlon, you get shot in the right side, you know instantly I'm getting shot on the right. I need to aim that way and shoot back. You know, there's mm-hmm. this is a part of VR that's probably coming and is going to get much better. But the subpack itself is not directional. It's only doing that one thing, and yet still it pulls you into the game so much further. With Beat Saber and that music pumping, it gets you so much more into the game. It is absolutely incredible. It's extremely expensive, though. It's like prohibitively expensive. It's like 300 <laughs> bucks or more, depending on which one you get. So, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So, that is, I was actually, I was just starting to get interested in picking one up. So that is, <laughs> that is good to know. It, it might not be soon, as, yeah. at least as soon as I was hoping. You might be interested in it also, though, because they're actually made for audio producers. They actually weren't meant to be in gaming right. at all in the first place. So... Yeah, there's a, there's other uses for them, but when it comes to gaming and VR, it's like, oh my gosh, it it changes the game. If you have a chance to try any sort of haptic anything out there, try it. I guarantee it will change the game for you. <laughs> it sounds pretty sweet. I have been meaning to, um, so uh, during my time with VR, I've been really wanting to get my sub hooked up in a way that, um, basically, I want to get the audio to output both through my like headphones like the the in-ears i use that are like both in-ears and my uh studio system but i'm gonna turn off the the like treble and mo- like it, it comes with how do i explain this the monitors which are like the smaller speakers and then the subwoofer right so i'm gonna try to get it to output to both and then turn off the monitors so it's just the subwoofer so that when I'm playing, all the treble goes to my um, my in ears, and then all the sub stuff goes through the subwoofer. I bet that'll be really cool. 
<laughs> it's like butt kickers. Those are a common thing that people have used in flight sims and stuff. They're basically subwoofers that attach to your chair. Well, the sub pack's perfect because you can have it on your body <laughs> and you can be standing and still get these sensations. So, yeah, mm -hmm. but you do that and then you're in your cockpit and you feel the rumbling of the spaceship and you hit the jets and it's you're shaking your chair and it's it's a huge step of immersion. Oh, but wow. in VR, it's so much more convincing. So, from what details we've gotten, Destiny doesn't have too many peripherals. Is that still correct? I guess, like, okay, so what do you consider that versus accessories? Like, I mean, I just kind of mashed them together. Yeah, just either <laughs> or. What's your okay, favorite so... VR accessory that doesn't come in the Oculus box? I'll say what I want to try is definitely one of the gun socks for Pavlov. I know because mm. you're saying that that makes a huge difference. So I think that would be really fun. The um, haptic feedback, something along those lines. But I think mainly the gun stock. I don't really know why I've waited so long to really look into it. <laughs> you see, yeah, and that's so funny because that's the thing that I have zero interest in getting, even though I love Pavlov. Really? Yeah, I just feel like you have to do so many things with your free hand, like reloading. You have to take it out of the gun stock enough that it might just be annoying. Right. Do you um, have to do that? I guess I didn't really think not, of it that way. I mean, these things are attached by magnets. It's not like you have to struggle to take it off. It's literally just oh, like... Oh, I thought they were like hooked in. No, no. The, the, these things come off easy. No, it's it's hardly an issue. Oh, it, and oh, okay. the, the radius on like the magnet pole is strong enough that it it you only need like five or ten minutes of playing before you're very used to like reattaching the controller. If there's any hard part, that's where it is. But it's not like the the room for error for it to just like you just kind of have to like get the controller to be anywhere near the magnet and then it just slaps in huh. um so yeah no this the 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 if you get like a good one it shouldn't be an issue um obviously cool. it's not as fast as having nothing right um but the the precision and aim and the added immersion for me absolutely makes it worth any finicky ness that comes from like i can reload about as fast as i can in real life with the vr gun stock so i'd, I'd say it's still sufficiently quick cool is your you metal no or do you have one of the carbon fiber ones i have um well it's it is it has carbon fiber, but it's it's a combination of 3D printed and carbon fiber. I have the Magni stock. Um, I've been really wanting to get the ProTube stock, but if you're this sort of from the reviews and everything from in the research I've done, you kind of either jump in on the Magni stock, which is around 100. It's either a little less or a little more, um, or you jump for the $300 one, which is the ProTube, um, which is the one I want to get because you have a little bit more customized cut customization in terms of like the placement um but if you don't want to spend 300 dollars, the magni stock is perfectly fine and um mine's been doing pretty well nice nice there's another uh, there's a guy who just came out with one he's a youtuber uh and i was seeing him advertising and pushing it i think on instagram one thing i will say about his if you haven't looked it up yet though the thing that bugs me so with yours the magnet attaches to the bottom of the rift s controller and it snaps on that way right like the magnets on the one. His, it's on your tracking ring and it snaps up there. And I'm Ooh. just like, how could that not affect your tracking in a negative way? So if you're out there and you're looking for these, take into account how your controller tracks before you just buy one, because who knows? You may you may end up hating it because it might mess things up. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, you should get one, Destiny. I think you'll really like it. Well, I say that. It doesn't improve your knifing ability, so that's, you know, <laughs> that's just still what you're hand. for. Okay, you know what would improve that that I do want to try that's pretty simple? The uh, controller grips, like knuckle grips. Oh. I cannot believe I have... those. Those are like such a low Basically, price. I know thing to just you should just get them come on know, by next right? podcast i'm expecting you to <laughs> for you to have a pair because they're just so nice yeah like yeah. i have grip grips but not the knuckle ones and mm-hmm. yeah I, I do think that would make a huge difference i think it'd be a lot better than the little wrist strap that the oculus comes with oh yeah yeah they're great um they great for knifing the, the <laughs> Yeah, the the knuckle. Excuse me, jeez. Um, yeah, the index knuckle controllers really showed everyone, like, guys, this is the future of VR. That was, yeah. <laughs> that's why I was so disappointed with like the new set of controllers that Samsung released, and they're like still these awful things. I'm like, they have such good examples of controllers now. Come on, guys. Um, yeah, the, yeah. those knuckle straps. I, I I feel like they should just be a necessity at this point for. Yeah, going forward, yeah, they, I mean, they really should, like, get over Mm -hmm. the ring design because that just keeps snapping and incorporate more of the knuckle um, controller or whatever. Yeah, and it doesn't, like, obviously the knuckles did it because it's just due to the way the the controller is designed. It's expecting you to sort of let go of the controller more often than, like, the Oculus does. Um, But, yeah, there's... It's it's very nice to just relax your hands and not yeah. have to worry about it. Exactly. All right. And with that, we are going to end this podcast. Episode 11. <laughs> <laughs> I did I glance at it again. Um, I still need to add some outro information, but I'll try to cover it. So... Um, we have the Discord community, guys. If you are interested in having your questions put front and center at the front of the podcast, join the Discord community. We got the Q&A section channel. Put your stuff there. If you want to make sure your question's even more likely to get answered, become a Patreon subscriber. Your questions will get bumped up in priority so long as they are not horrible questions. Because <laughs> <laughs> answering them be is still... A- Right. It doesn't guarantee it. It just means that if your question is something that would be appropriate to answer on the podcast, then it is bumped ahead of the other questions. Um, so we've got that. We're going to incorporate more rewards for patrons. You also get the podcast a day early when I'm on top of the editing anyway. Um, <laughs> the um, So yeah, Discord, Patreon, great places to go five dollars a month over on patreon to become an avid diver as we call that role and again if you are interested in seeing all this happen i have it on good authority from people who have watched the podcast that it is a lot of fun to actually watch this thing on youtube so give it a try we've got short little clips you don't have to watch the full episode if that is what you want to do <laughs> if, I, if it were me i would just only watch like the full episodes but people really like the clips and it allows them to trend and all this other stuff anyway <laughs> thank you for watching everyone check out all these wonderful resources a whole bunch of links in the description 
we'll catch you all on the next podcast. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. See you. Bye. See you soon. See you soon.